This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. Hey, Muggs. Bean. You have been working hard lately, son. Yeah, I've been busy. We keep him busy, but that's a good thing because if I did not keep busy, I would go insane and probably kill myself, which is probably a wish of yours, right? Oh, this, this really went off the rails, man. I, I love you, Mug. Oh. Why would you say something like that? Oh, thank you, Ben. I appreciate you that. You do great work, as always. You were on the red carpet for Captain Marvel. I can't wait to find out who you talk to. What's up, you guys? Beer Mug here at the world premiere of Captain Marvel. I'm very excited. We got Goose the Cat right behind me and a 15-foot-tall Brie Larson. My, oh, my. My oh my yeah, indeed. It was, hey, um, it was you don't nice. have a lot of thoughts about Goose the Cat. Was Goose there in person? I did not see Goose. I did not see Goose. I was staring the whole time I was staring at his big poster and also the fifteen foot tall Brie Larson. But I, I really wanted to meet Goose and I didn't. Sure. All right, first celebrity on the red carpet. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I see a, a Kevin Ryder from the Kevin and Bean show. <laughs> I'm gonna wait until he comes up here. Maybe he'll maybe we'll get the interview. I don't know. Ke- Kevin from the Kevin and Bean show. Oh, he's big timing me. Look at this. <laughs> totally big timing me. I work with you, Kevin. <laughs> he just walk on just by. put his hand up over his face and kept walking. All right. Let's see if he had a change of heart. Oh, you How's it going? It's going all right. I can't believe you came over and stopped to talk with me. I mean, you're the most important person on the red carpet. That's what I intend to tell everybody. And you do the best interviews. It's good to see that you dressed up. Right? Look at this. I got my, trust me, I'm a superhero shirt on, right? Have you gotten anyone else? You're the first person and today. Last. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So he talked to you. That was yeah, nice. Yeah, he stopped. He decided so to come over. Improvement to, to uh, here at work where he ignores you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is uh, who's Catherine Kavari? It says here she's a voice actress. Yes, she is the voice of Miss Marvel, Marvel Rising. It's the animated series that they just put out. Oh, I see. So yeah. she's in the Marvel family, sort of. Doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Right. She's in the animated uh, world. All right, let's see if you have anything to say to Catherine. And by the way, after this, uh, um, Swaggy P stops by. Oh, boy. So it's going to get good. Yes. Um, Being Miss Marvel, are you going to look for certain uh, elements from this movie to kind of add to your voiceover uh, job? I don't understand that question at all. What is that? What does that mean? Play it again. Can't we? Yeah. uh, (laughs) He doesn't know. I'm I'm trying to to track it. being Miss Marvel, are you going to look for certain uh, elements from this movie to kind of add to your voiceover uh, job? Okay. Okay, I think I. Okay, I think yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, what's what I was trying to help say. me? I think if, if being involved with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and being at that premiere at that time, will she walk around and try to get tips oh. and sort of like I don't know um, inspiration to to 
to further her job. I don't know. I, not, not, me, I thought you just meant by watching the movie. You're, yeah. saying, you're saying you wanted her to walk around and ask people questions. <laughs> yeah. so. It sounded like that's what I was asking. Do you guys have any advice for me and my job? <laughs> well, let's see if she was able to decipher. I guess I don't speak mugs. Maybe Catherine does. I think every Marvel movie I watch, I'm like, oh, that's a better grunt. Like, yeah. yeah, no, always. Um you're you're completely out, right? I, it sounded like I was completely out, and it, uh, she got the question. She did. She, she it did. made her question her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> she was being generous with yeah. that with that answer. But when when you do when you get to um, I think he has no question right now. He is just racking his brain. What can I say to this woman? Um, what being <laughs> set in the nineties, nineteen ninety five. I don't know how old that you was are. My favorite year, nineteen ninety five, was one of my favorite years. But you were born in like two thousand one, right? Yes. So you're complimenting yeah, the lady. Yeah, that was there, my right? compliment right there. Good. Because okay. you never you never say a lady's older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this next question wouldn't even matter. But let's say you were born in the '90s, or you can remember the '90s. What was your favorite saying from that decade? Hmm. <laughs> the age-old question. What's, What's your, your favorite, favorite saying? saying? What's your favorite saying from the '90s? Yeah. You're confusing the hell out of me and this poor woman who now has to come up with an answer on the spot. Well, let's see how she does. My favorite saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, duh. <laughs> no, duh. Remember, remember the one that, like, um, I, li- I like you, not. Oh, yeah. I still say that. <laughs> That's awesome. She was very nice. She, she was it, very nice. Is it, in fact, awesome that she still does not? <laughs> she, she's keeping it alive. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for a rock and roll legend. Oh. Hall of Famer. Oh. Frankie Valley. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this man does not need an explanation, okay? He definitely doesn't how, need an explanation. How old is he? He's got to be 75? Yeah, somewhere oh. around there. What okay. the hell is he doing at Captain I, Marvel? Yeah. This makes I, I don't know. It was funny. When, when the publicist walks down and they have, they're holding like you know pieces of paper with people's names on it, it said Frankie Valley, and I looked at him like, of the four seasons? He's like, yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> he, to our audience, I think he'd probably best be maybe known for the song Grease. Oh, I think he'd be best known as the uh, inspiration for Jersey Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, his uh, his story turned into And he was a Sopranos actor, too. So let's yeah. see what uh, he's, a, a, again, he needs no explanation. No explanations. <laughs> says Mux. This man not only was a huge musical icon throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now, Mr. Frankie Valli, how uh, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a question wow. that honestly could be translated as how are you still alive? Wow. Right? <laughs> that was quite a buildup for how are you. How are All you right? doing? Let's hear Mr. Valley's answer. I do, terrific. It's great to see you. I'm a huge fan of the Four Seasons. I was born in 1983, but my dad brought me up on a lot of great music. Your uh, your group, one of them, um, and I would like, if it's okay with you, oh no, oh god, to do my uh, do a rendition of Sherry, and you you tell uh, me if I have a little no. uh, if I have the singing chops. All right, here we go. No, why would uh, you do that? Why would you sing his song to him? He, this is gonna kill him after all. <laughs> You're gonna kill Frankie Valley, bugs. I wanted to see how what he thought of my singing abilities. But why would you even think to do that? I just like doing that to uh, the artist. I like... you have, but you have a guy in front of you who's got a million stories. Wouldn't the time be better served getting him to tell you? 
something rather than forcing him look, against his will to listen to you sing. Look, if radio doesn't work out and he ends up liking my singing abilities, yeah, is, I can get the lead role in Jersey Boys on Broadway. This is the voice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's here's Muggs' audition in front of Frankie Valli. Sherry, That was pretty good. Whoa! Here first, Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons says my rendition of Jerry was pretty good. I did, yes. (laughs) He can't hear anything at this point. Doesn't sound like it. He's just nodding. He doesn't know. And believe it or not, uh, before we have to take a break and come back with part two, you had one more question that really, again, confused me very much with the legend Frankie Valley. You were a big fan of uh, of Limp Bizkit, then, right? Of who? Limp Bizkit? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. There were no Four Seasons, let me tell you. I know. <laughs> well, enjoy the movie. Thank you so much for ta- stopping and talking. And I'm, I'm really in awe. I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could I hear that again? Well, enjoy the movie. Thank you so much for ta- stopping and talking. And I'm, I'm really in awe. I, I, I am. <laughs> that was just a wonderful encounter all around. Wow. He's the uh, best. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. It was a huge story over the weekend. Roger Stone, who is just the latest in the best people around President Donald Trump, was arrested by the FBI. And there is some controversy as to whether it was necessary for the FBI to go in there pre-dawn with a bunch of guys with machine guns and bust down his door. A lot of people are like, eh, a little bit of an overkill for a guy who's 66, doesn't have a valid passport, doesn't have a gun. But I guess they wanted to be on the safe side and whatnot. But that's not why I bring all this up. I bring all this up to say Roger Stone, who is a fascinating character and just a nut job, by mm-hmm. the way. Is he? Uh, just a nut job. <laughs> Total couldn't, nut. couldn't do more interviews after he was arrested, which I think, you know, every attorney advises you to get out <laughs> yeah. there and just talk as much as possible once the FBI takes you down. Yeah. Just couldn't stay off TV all weekend long. That's but funny. something resurfaced that I found fascinating that we have never talked about before, and that is... He has, well, Jensen, you're the tattoo guy here. Yes. How how big is this tattoo? I'd it, probably say it's, it's it's huge, right? Yeah, probably about uh, six inches. Six inches mm-hmm. tall. Yeah, six inches tall, and then across probably about four, three, yeah, four inches of President Richard Nixon's face. And it is a clean, very well done portrait. It looks really nice, very realistic. But yeah. it's, it's a really only, nice tattoo. It's the only tattoo that you can see on him, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. he has to take off his shirt. Yeah, you don't see anything else, but it, it, it is... It's Just little, Richard Nixon. It's very startling <laughs> on him, yeah. And it, and it obviously, the first thing we all thought is, well, that's uh, that's going to be target practice in jail. But oh. my, my point is that very rarely do you see historical figures tattooed on people's bodies. Yeah. I know that he... Did he work in the Nixon administration did, at some yes. point? He did, He yeah. did. That's what I thought. There yeah. is a very uh, interesting documentary on Roger Stone on Netflix if you're ever interested in learning about it. Oh, I it. think I would like that. A real-life Mr. Burns. Uh, what do you think about the the Nixon Foundation distancing their self <laughs> from they him? they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, he was a junior scheduler on the 1972 <laughs> re-election <laughs> campaign. Yeah. He was in college. Like, it was pretty much an internship. Trust us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, when Nixon is trying to be like... Well, I'm nope. not sure it's Nixon. Well, I think it's, yeah, right. his okay. people. Yeah, his people. It's probably so not. <laughs> Roger Stone is so into President Nixon um, that even when he even when he appeared in front of the first set of cameras and microphones after his arrest, he put his hands up in the air, you know, spread out, just like the famous Nixon getting on the helicopter to leave Washington after his, you know, after his resignation. That... I mean, this 
This guy loves Nixon. How much can you still love? So when when was that? Seventy yeah. two. Yeah. How much can you still love that guy? Like you already have the four by six tattoo on your back. <laughs> right. You're gonna recreate famous scenes from it's him. Insane. That's yeah, so it's weird. But this is a man that when he's dressed up looks totally like the Riddler and the Joker put together. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just he's nuts. There are many pictures on the internet if you Google it where he looks like the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with the big hat. Yes. And he's got a little bit of your uh, your Monopoly man, too, by the way, Allie. A little Allie, bit, yes. All right, so here's the topic that we want to get into. Historical figure tattoos. Most, Tell me if I'm wrong about this. Again, Jensen, you're the tattoo guy. Sure. Most tattoos are either personal mm-hmm. or they are pop culture figures. Yes. Very rarely do you see somebody like a president. And I think... Any president would count for what we're looking for for historical figures, right? Like if you're rocking a Chester Arthur tattoo, I want to talk to him. <laughs> I don't also, really. Also, that's the difference like to be between Bean and I is I don't. <laughs> we're saying historical figures. Now, how do we determine that? Jensen, you have two, right? I have two portraits, uh, and I think it, they're on the line. Okay. The one that I think we can get away with is I have Muhammad Ali, who is an athlete, but yes. I got him because he's an activist. A politi- okay. A political okay. Activist. So a political activist. Oh, that would make sense. That yes. would make him a historical figure mm-hmm. uh, more than just that's not just an entertainer. Because criteria for me right now might be: Could you see this person in a history book? And Muhammad Ali is definitely in a history book. Okay. So Who's just the other one? Don well, Rickles. hold on before we move Don on. Don Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles not a historical figure. Oh, I respect it though. Yeah. All right. So Don Rickles would be like having a Bill Burr tattoo or something like that, right? Sure. Or, let me ask you this: How about if you are? How about if you have Elon Musk mm, tattoo? I'm going to say no for mm-hmm. now. Historical figure, though. Yeah, but he's I, not an entertainer. But I think it, I, there's some kind of social justice that needs to be in Maybe. there. Maybe I'd say Steve Jobs works. I'd say if you had a Steve Jobs tattoo, number one, you're amazing because you have, like, the turtleneck and everything. <laughs> but beyond that... I don't feel like Steve Jobs would work. Mm, I don't... I and do. I also don't think it has to be an activist to be a historical tattoo. What if you had Sir Edmund Hillary? Sure. Who that would climbed be... Mount uh, Mount Everest? Yeah. What if you had him as All a tattoo? All the stuff he did... <laughs> Would that like count? That. I mean, it would be or, difficult for him though, because he's like knocking off all the women that come to him because of his tattoo. You know right? What I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> it's oh, a constant battle. Constant battle. Yeah. How about a? How about an inventor? How about like uh, you know? How about if you had Galileo, for instance? That's a, that counts. I mean, right? if you're talking about dead people, the line gets a little easier than it does Colin Kaepernick. You know, then it's a little complex. But uh, I don't all know. right, I'll mean, give you one more, and then we'll go to the phone. Can I tell you what mine is? Yeah, sure. I have, you have one. Yeah, I have a Madame Curie tramp stamp. And I respect it. Thank you. Um, How about Stephen Hawking? That's definitely uh, definitely right. Changed history. Yeah, he's a historical figure. Yeah, I I would even say. I know now. I'm getting into a real line, but even like an Alfred Hitchcock, I think would fit. Because I think hold a second here. Alfred Hitchcock, yes. Marilyn Monroe, no, as a historical figure. Well, yeah, that's because you're a basic B. If you you know you're a basic bitch, if you have a Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're both people who made movies. Yeah. Uh, I would no, say no on both. Hitchcock You're... changed the way movies were made. But that's... Marilyn Monroe okay. was a uh, an actress who was beautiful. I, I would just think they're two different things. All right. Mm. Let's take a call before the break, and we'll start with Edgar in Fullerton, line one. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are Edgar, good. we're talking about Roger Stone in the news this weekend has a giant tattoo of President Richard Nixon. We were wondering if anybody else out there has historical tattoos, and you say you do. You know what? It's actually my cousin. He came home one day uh, on my grandpa's 75th birthday when the whole family was there, and he came through with a uh, Abraham Lincoln tattoo, 
with Ray-Bans. <laughs> Where was it on his body? Oh, it was right in his chest. Why? He was so proud, he was so yes. proud when he came in. Yes, why is the lady's question? Do you know? You know what? He has a buddy that uh, you know does tattoos, and the buddy's actually really good now, but at the time, he just want, needed someone to practice on. Was there alcohol involved? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope yeah. so. That's what I thought, right? <laughs> the, uh, the best tattoos are the janky ones when somebody's just learning how to do tattoo <laughs> art. Yeah. And you know what? He's gained some weight since then, so I feel that that tattoo is warped now. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, it was always warped. <laughs> What's that Trevor and Cypress got? Um, so my coworker has an, a stick figure Abe Lincoln tattoo on his thigh right below his ass. Abe Lincoln Another, popular. Yeah, another Abe Lincoln. What's the deal? And why a stick um, figure? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I think he wanted an Abe Lincoln tattoo, like a detailed one, and then the guy who was doing his tattoo just drew a stick figure. He's like, what the f- is this, you know? And then <laughs> and then he just drew a little top hat on top of the stick figure, and that's the tattoo. That's all they could do in jail, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Wow, I didn't expect that Abe Lincoln was going to be running the table on, yeah, on tattoos here today. But thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to Josie, L.A. Line 3, up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Josie. Hey, good morning. Tell us about your ex-boyfriend. Um, he has a Benjamin Franklin tattoo on his forearm. Wow. Oh, now that's interesting. How come? Um, well, when people would ask him, he would say it's the money man because he was trying to hustle and always trying to have some little side things going on. Mm-hmm. So he would say he was on a $100 bill and he was always trying to make money. <laughs> and that's when you decided he was going to be your ex? As we all know, yeah. as we all know, that is what Abe Lincoln is most known for: making money. Uh, ben, oh, ben ben Franklin. Franklin. Oh, sorry, Ben Franklin. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you? If you could, you would. You could. You take that back? Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you? If you could, you would. You could. You take that back? So this is a uh, this is a do-over from time to time. We may say something on the air in the spur of the moment in an attempt to be witty. It doesn't always connect. <laughs> and uh, we created this special file to give us a chance to kind of clear our conscience a little bit and say, you know what? If I had the chance to go back and do it again, I wouldn't. The first one is Bean. Okay. Well, it's, it's fair, I guess, that I would have one Allie represented is, in the file. Allie is uh, finishing What's Happening and goes into birthdays. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama, happy birthday. Phil Collins, Gene Hackman, and WWE's Becky Lynch. My favorite. One of my faves. Is she the one with the good hair? <laughs> I can't keep them all straight. I don't... Would you like to take that back? It's a Becky with the good hair reference. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah, it was. Mm. Would you like to take that back? That doesn't spark joy with you guys? Mm. Not me. Nope. I'm also throwing a slightly dated penalty flag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm now reading the room differently oh, than okay. I did at the time. All right. And I will, in fact, take it back. Excellent. Uh, the next person is Bean. Oh, I was doing birthdays again. By the way, this is a minefield. <laughs> you need to stop doing birthdays because Bean steps in and ruins every single one of them. Hey, some birthdays for you guys. We've got Marcus Mumford, Carrie Washington, Portia de Rossi, and Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band. They were playing in Vegas one time, and I was drunk, and we were like, hey, let's go see Casey and the Sunshine Band. He was super fat, but he oh, had boy. a mesh shirt on, oh, a mesh shirt. 
So you could literally see through the mesh his belly was sticking through the shirt. Like uh. through the little pieces of yes. mesh? Do you think they play in Vegas because of the buffets? <laughs> Probably, yes. oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe that's the way he likes it. That's what's happening. <laughs> Would you like to take that back? Too late, Allie. You tried. <laughs> you tried? Uh, stay, stick with it, Bean. That's good. Stick you with it. You tried, but you couldn't <laughs> stop it. Stay strong, Bean. Maybe um, that's the way he likes it. I mean, you see what I was doing there. Stay strong, bud. Stay strong, bud. I think I'm going to throw that one back in the water, too. And here's why. I feel like it was too easy. I feel like it was too easy. I feel like it was low-hanging fruit. I'm not proud of it. I'm going to take it back. Okay. Uh, The third one is Bean. Oh, come on. on. Jensen Mm -hmm. and Allie. Oh. Oh, wow. All three of you in one. The only author we ever have on is Brad Meltzer, so he'll be back coming up just after eight talking about his new book, I Am Billie Jean King. Who I think is who the Michael Jackson song was about, right? Do yes. I, that right? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh-uh. I don't so think we'll that's, learn that's, it at all. He was the this, king of pop, Billie Jean King. I don't think right. that's no. We'll learn who this fictional Billie Jean person is when we talk to Brad coming up right after the top of the hour. First, Allie's here with a very special What's Happening. Although it could be Billie Jean King because she, she was not his lover. This we know, right? Okay, all right. Are well, we going to continue this? Cause with you. Oh, there's no need. How long can the file be? Would you like to take that? All right, so let's start with Bean, Michael Jackson's song. Um, Would you like to take that back? I, look, it wasn't hilarious, but I think it was, a, it was a reasonable attempt at a joke by talking about a different Billie Jean. I, I, I don't think I feel bad about that. I think I'm going to say yes to that one. All right, Jensen, I feel, King of Pop. I feel as if I'm shrapnel. Uh, I was just yes anding, being a good improver, uh, and I'm being taken down with the ship. But I'll I'll stick with him because wow. because my leader says so. All right, <laughs> Allie. Mine was a teachable moment uh, because, of course, Billie Jean King, right. a, a notable lesbian, Would you like to take that back? so obviously not his lover. Would you like to take that back? I'll go ahead and take it back. All right. Bean is next. Oh, come. This is this is stacked. Uh, here's the thing, Bean. Here's the thing. When there's a would you like to take that back file, mm-hmm. we mention it to Chip, and she just gets all of the files, and then she uh-huh. sends them to me. Okay. I only have these to work with, and they're okay. all you. But I feel so like. So I'm not the one making all of these stupid puns. There's some omitting going on, is no, what I'm saying. there? All right. Let's go to uh, Allie doing birthdays. What a surprise. <laughs> Some birthdays for you guys. Of course, Jennifer Aniston's birthday is today. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Brandy, Mike Shinoda. She's a fine girl. All She's right. what? She's a fine girl. Oh, okay. Brandy. Yeah. She's uh, a fine girl. Would you like to take that back? Yeah, way back. I mean, <laughs> way, way back. That's Put that one in the way, way back machine. <laughs> All right, this one is Allie. Oh. Bean oh is doing animal stories. Oh. Yep. And then something went horribly wrong as the CM attacked and killed Melody. What? Which is the opposite of what they were trying to do. Melody Dottie, it seemed don't like the potty. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it seems apropos of the story. <laughs> You're going to say you had support for this online because I did see a couple so tweets. So much support for this oh, online. Come on, First so of much. All, I don't if know. you don't know, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's a Snoop song. No, it's, no, it's, Slick, it's Rick. Slick, Slick Rick. Rick yeah. and it, well, it's Dougie Fresh with Slick Rick. Covered it is by, the, yeah. you know, it's the B-side of one of the greatest songs Would ever, like the show. Covered by Snoop, covered by Korn. Would you like to take that back? The thing's name was Melody. So killed by. We have others. Thing, and I said Melody Dottie. I'm not taking that back. 
All right. Next up is Bean. Oh. Jensen is doing his uh, fast food report. Both varieties available for a limited time. Don't sleep for a suggested price of $2.99. So I ask you, will you slither to the snake? Or in other words, eat it or beat it? I think I'm going no on that. Beat it. I think I'm going beat it. Yeah, I, that's not even worth a, a toilet time. Beat it. <laughs> I am uh, nacho interested in that one, Jensen. No. I'm going to beat it. I'm beat God. it. File. Our File first... that. Would you like to take that bet? <laughs> I still like it. I still like it. I think I'm going to hold on to that one. Wow. Wow. Right. Uh, Allie is next. Hmm. This is quite a batch. Only one, however, will get a chance to see Captain Marvel at the AMC Burbank on March the 5th, which, by the way, I think is next Tuesday. Who's our winner, please? To the movie, Alice. No, oh, boy. No. What are you doing? Right. Show her out. <laughs> Would you like to take that back? Allie targeting that coveted 18 to 35 demo. <laughs> that, was, that was awful, but I'll say this. I was trying to get just one more in the file. So oh, we could you do were trying segment. to help. Yeah, oh, so nice of you. Yeah. 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 But for, with a TV show yeah. from 1955, though, Allie? Sure. I'm, I'm going to take it back, though. No. That was awful. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. We all agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comedian Brad Williams is on the phone. Hey, Brad. Oh, you're kidding. Good morning. We were talking about Rick Astley. Okay. And now I'm even more delighted to say in the last few years he's come back and made records again and toured and done all that stuff, and he is, uh, he's turned out to be a, a beloved performer. Yeah, he, he showed up on like a huge uh, parade recently, too, doing this yeah. song, and they use yeah. him in a lot of bits. He's great. And, uh, and being on stage with Foo Fighters a couple of times. That's right. Yeah, that's I insane. mean, he, Rick Astley is forever, apparently. He has never let us down. Oh. That is actually true. Would you like to take that back? Here's what I noticed with this file, just before you uh, take it back, Brad. Um, Bean... <laughs> Always loves them. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. He's always cheering for bad puns. All right, Brad Williams. Would you like to take that back? Well, listen, we're no strangers to this game. You guys know the rules. So do I. And, Would you like uh, to take that back? I, and Rick will never let you down. I'll never let you down. And I will never take that back. Uh, that is a great mm. joke. It's okay. a great wow. joke. It's a great joke. Wow. Doubling down. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brad, do you have any shows this weekend you could promote for that kind of humor? Nope. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. I uh, have something I'd like to talk about. Okay. Uh, I have a pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, and we've talked about it before, the one thing that has been the biggest symptom of her being pregnant is that she just eats the same thing over and over again. 
we've eaten CPK, I swear to you, four to five nights a week. Like we go to the same. I love it so much. It, it's insane. We go to the same places over and over again. We've we've actually gotten so embarrassed at the CPK that we've started going to other neighborhood CPKs just to split it up. Yeah, because they'll okay. think we're sick. Yeah, and we, and we are sick. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem. Now, is it a craving for one specific thing at CPK, yeah, or does she get question. different things? Um, she she basically has been getting the same salad over and over again. Okay. But if I maybe shamed her into getting another thing, she'd be fine. She loves the whole menu. Okay, so she would get a couple things. But uh, we've hit a point now where CPK sent us free pizzas yesterday for Mother's Day. I mean, we're in a weird spot. Right. <laughs> but the weirdest of the spots that we're in is at a snow cone place near our house. Oh. Uh, Those the... still exist? Yes. There's actually a few of them. We've at least stumbled into a <laughs> That's few. That's weird. And there's one called Brian's, and it's, it's in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. And we... Uh, had eaten nearby, and I said, oh, I like, you know, I like snow cones. I'm a child. <laughs> and so we walked in there, and it was so good. We were like, this is the best snow cone we've had. And so the next day, we craved it. So we went back. Okay. And, uh, now, you're pregnant too or no? I definitely am acting like it. Okay. I have the, the male pregnancy symptoms. And so I was like, I'll go again. So we go again. The next day, Danielle says to me, I'd like, I, I'm going to go, let's go to Brian's. I go, okay. <laughs> so we go in. And now, I, what I can only assume is Brian. Because there's mm-hmm. two workers inside, and this man has been constant each time we've went. Right. I can only assume he's Brian. We walked in, and Brian, bright-eyed, looked at us and said, three times in three days, huh? Oh. He was shaming you guys. Oh, Brian. I have never He was felt shaming you. So embarrassed. For going to his place. It was so over the top <laughs> that I honestly questioned my own beliefs <laughs> and practices. Uh-huh. I was like, am I a pig? Danielle, who's in all pride and honor of being a pig right now, being pregnant, was just like, yes, sir. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is a total disaster. And I was wondering... Don't you think that's the wrong... I mean, number one, I don't think he should ever say anything because it just brings a light to me being, you know, gluttonous. But he shouldn't say it that way, no? No, I think not at all. Why would he do that? Because then now you're going to second guess, like, do we go back now? Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to now. Yeah, well, I mean, update, we've went four more days in a row. But <laughs> he hasn't said seven days in a row, which is nice. Right. But I, I, he does sort of be like, because we went out of town. Mm-hmm. And, and that weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we came back on the Monday, because obviously we can't miss a day. Right yeah. to the snow cone. Yeah. He said to us, straight faced, oh, was concerned. Thought something happened to you guys. <laughs> what? Like, a few days. Because we missed three days. Oh, my God. Why is he attacking you? I don't know. This I, is so weird. I feel like he oh, has like back, huh? a, a vendetta against making money. No, I think what it is, is he now has regulars at his shaved ice place. That's mm-hmm. exciting. So he's like, oh, coming in again. I don't think he's shaming. It doesn't sound, the way he's telling that story, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like he's happy that they're there. He's He's definitely not like, Hi, buddy. Right. Like oh, two really? thumbs up. Okay. I mean, I think he's happy to see us, but I don't uh-huh. know if he knows the thin line between, you know, stoked repeat customer right. and stalker of his snow cone spot. Right. You know what I mean? At any point, does he just turn to the other employee and go, they're here? It feels that <laughs> yeah? way. Okay. It, honestly, All and right. I think at one point he's going to look at us and be like, guys, I've got you these pamphlets on diabetes. <laughs> and just hand it, like that's that's where it feels like it's leading. He's trying okay. to wave you off. Yeah, that's super weird for a store owner. Yeah, I don't even think like smoke shops do that. <laughs> <laughs> like he should one hundred percent have a little more humility towards, you know. Hey, it's great to see you. Yeah, again. we're addicted mm-hmm. to your product. Also, yeah. like, what if he's like? This is like how meth starts for people. I'm sorry, meth. 
Yeah. Like, you know, like if you if you were to get addicted to something, the dealer at first would be like, hey, man, calm down. <laughs> Maybe not every day. But mm-hmm. they, it's a snow cone. You you are equating shaved ice. Yeah. To meth. Well, because I get the blue, I get the blue de- flavor. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I get watermelon and blueberry okay. every, almost every time. I've switched it up a bit. And, mm-hmm. and when I switch up my order, he goes switching it up. I think he's just perceptive and he's just into you guys being there, but he doesn't want to overdo it and be like, yeah, they're back again. So he's so kind he of making the opposite so way? He's, uh, he's nagging. He's you. nagging us. Yeah, what is it? It's the you. game? What, I mean, why he, he yeah. could. We're all dating already. <laughs> Oh, I got. I'm in a relationship with a snow cone shop, and he's shaming me, and I I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. So Brian, if you're listening, we're big fans of your snow cone ice, but not coming back. And I, no, I'm going back today. <laughs> okay, good. Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q. Ready for a little animal stories? Mm-hmm. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. Oh, wonderful animals in the news this week. I'm proud to bring to you here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Allie, you've been to London. I have. You ever see any foxes running around town? A lot of foxes. <laughs> animals. The animals. Oh, the animals. oh no, no. I apologize. <laughs> they are uh, very common in certain parts of the city. In Kensington, I know they got a bunch of them. This, uh, this one actually happened with uh, in the Mitcham District. Kim Fryer is her name, said that her daughter was the first one to spot it. She came downstairs around 7 a.m. on December 15th and saw a fox curled up, sound asleep, on top of the family microwave. (gasps) That would be a surprise, I think, for anyone, right? I have uh, five cats and a dog, so obviously I have a a cat flap. We call a doggy door. He oh. must have uh, crawled under the gate and through the cat flap. So they called the uh, they called I the call animal it a hospital. Yes, yeah, they called the flap. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, called the uh, Putney Animal Hospital, who sent somebody right around, and they captured the. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you're thinking of something dirty for a cat flap. It's just a way for little animals to get in and out of the house. I'm just saying, Allie. rename it. Come on. <laughs> So they gathered up the fox, took him to the uh, hospital, checked him out. He was quite healthy, had a beautiful fluffy coat, gave him a thorough check. He was released back into the area, and he was fine. Good luck, Mr. Fox, they said. I would think that most Americans would freak out if there was a fox curled up sleeping on their microwave, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Yes. And they're so cute, though. And the more um, you talked about that story, I stayed in Kensington with your wife, and we saw a ton of foxes in that area. (laughs) No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> so you had forgotten that. That was totally. the impact that it made yes. on you. But it was I'm a gonna, long time ago. It was, so how it was are you supposed last to? summer. Right. <laughs> I am going to read this from the Washington Post. This is a bizarre and fascinating story to me. A relaxed-looking juvenile Hawaiian monk seal lounges near a sandy white beach on some green foliage. His eyes are half-closed, and it has a serene expression on his face. But the seal's calm demeanor is surprising. Why? Well, there's a long black and white eel dangling from its right nostril. It's Uh, just so shocking, says Claire Simeone, a veterinarian and monk seal expert based in Hawaii. It's an animal that has another animal stuck up its nose. (gasps) 
Apparently, this photo went viral. It all began around two years ago when the lead scientist at the Monk Seal program woke up to a strange email. It was the first time they had seen it. The subject line was eel in nose. It was like, hey, we just found a seal with an eel in its nose. Do we have a protocol? They did not at that time. There was about two inches of the eel actually sticking out of the nose. <laughs> okay. So it was like How a many protocols do they have? What they have? That's page 74. <laughs> right. that one. Wouldn't that be amazing if they did have a protocol? Yes. Uh, scientists say it was very much akin to a magician strip where they're a trick where they're pulling out handkerchiefs and they just keep coming and coming and coming. Oh. It took a minute of tugging and a two and a half foot dead eel emerged from the seal's nostril. This is the fourth reported case, by the way, in this area of Hawaii. They have no idea why it suddenly happened. You see some strange things if you watch nature long enough. This could, not, could end up being one of those little oddities and mysteries of our careers that 40 years from now will be retired and still questioning how it happened. But I am gently pleading with the monk seals to stop inhaling eels. What do you suppose that's about? I don't like it. That is, that's mm-hmm. just weird. I don't know. A man overheard shouting death threats at a spider sparked a massive police response <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Neighbors of the man in Perth became concerned when they were walking by and heard him shouting, Why don't you die? <laughs> <laughs> the caller to 911 also reported, which is not, uh, they don't call it 911 in Australia, whatever their number code is. The caller also reported hearing a child screaming. So as you can imagine, multiple police units were called and responded with their lights and sirens flashing. It was revealed that once they got inside, the man was just trying to kill a spider because he had a serious fear of the insect. His wife, who was at the property at the time, confirmed that the child had also been screaming because of all of the drama and confusion, as a matter of fact. So... Everybody's fine. He apologized for the inconvenience to the police. No injuries except to the spider. Look, do I have to say it again? Don't kill spiders, people. Spiders are good guys. Bean had a dead spider as a pet for like six he years. Dead, he was a tarantula. <laughs> Never moved. I, I move one him. time. My point is that spiders are good. Don't kill them. Right. <laughs> a curious cat named Baloo was mistakenly shipped more than 700 miles away from his home in Nova Scotia, Canada, after crawling into a parcel destined for Alberta. The tabby's owner, Jacqueline Lake, said that the mischievous one-year-old cat had secretly sneaked into the bottom of a package containing tire rims. The day after the parcel had been sent, she began searching for the missing family pet. Yeah. Did not know mm-hmm. that they had taped up the box and mailed the cat away. Right, sure. Huh. We knocked door to door. We mm-hmm. searched the woods. We searched under the decks, right. in the garages, under the steps. He was gone. They figured it out. Oh, my God. He must have been in the box. So they contacted the delivery company, and 17 hours into the cross-country road trip, the driver went back and opened up that box, and the cat was in there, and he was fine. What? 700 miles away from home, this cat was in a box. I think she mailed the cat. She didn't yeah. want to. She didn't I'm mail done the with the cat. Yeah. So, I've had it. You're, yeah. I'm putting you in a box. Goodbye. Yeah. I wonder That's if they had a cat flap. That's just gross, Bean. Why would you? Here's uh, the strangest story to close out this edition of Animal Stories. Perhaps you saw this over the holidays. Dave Barry and his family are awful, awful people. They have illegally killed maybe 100 deer in the forests of southern Missouri over the last decade. Nobody knows how many, but they kill them for the trophy. They kill them for the heads and antlers. They mount them. All right? Okay. Okay. And then they just leave the body to rot. So they're illegally poaching, essentially, is what they're doing. So when they were rounded up and went to court, the judge, in addition to uh, uh, sentencing them to $200,000 in fines and jail time, decreed that the leader of the family, Dave Barry, would be required to watch the movie Bambi every month that he was in jail. (laughs) 
<laughs> Beginning before or on December 23rd, 2018. So he's already watched it at least one time. He has to watch it again sometime in January. Then he has to put on the Bambi again in February and wow. March. Do you think that movie is going to teach a lesson to a guy who has killed a hundred deer? No. Do you think that he I'm will look say at... say no. Nah. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Bambi's mom is urging Bambi to run into the woods because there are gunshots. Mm-hmm. And what happens next, I think, is what the judge is hoping. Mm. This guy will take away from it and go, ah, maybe I won't kill quite so many deer when I get out. It's always weird when we see these cases where a judge uh, exercises some creative sentencing. I see what he was trying to do here. I just wonder if this guy maybe is beyond the magic of Disney. What do you guys think? I would think so, too. <laughs> I would absolutely agree. <laughs> Not going to happen. But I hope, his, uh, hope he gets out of jail with his cat flap intact. That would be my concern if I were Mr. Barry. And this has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Who cares? Guys, I saw this article and I could not even believe it. Look, I know it is a difficult subject for parents to approach anything having to do with sexuality with their kids. Even if they're uh, even if they're open-minded, even if they uh, know a lot, it's still a hard conversation. It's it's hard to imagine your children becoming sexual beings. Due to mature subject matter, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> but this story, I f- I think you guys will agree with me. Are parents handling it all wrong? Parental discretion is advised. Parents set up cameras in their teen no. No. son's room. Parents no. set up no. cameras nope. in their teen son's room. No. Maybe it's a good time after- for me to mention that uh, parents with small children listening uh, might want to be aware that this particular talk is intended for a, a more mature audience. After catching him masturbating. <gasps> oh, no. <sighs> He's in Alaska. He went on to Reddit to seek legal advice from the Redditors there. He said his parents set up security cameras in his bedroom and bathroom. I was going to say, you should have one in the wow. shower because that's where right. most yes. of it's going down. You should have one in every room, by okay. the way. All right. Fair. <laughs> in the yard, in the car, in the laundry room, <laughs> next door neighbor's backyard, <laughs> in, the, in the sink. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> After his parents set up cameras in his bedroom and bathroom to make sure he no longer masturbates. What can I do, he asked. I'm 15, and I think I should be allowed to touch my own body. This is embarrassing, and it destroys my privacy. Please help. Apparently, at the beginning of May, so just within the last two weeks, his parents caught the teen masturbating, which, by the way, I should point out in case there are young people listening, is 100% normal and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, why are they shaming this kid? This is insane. Uh, Instead of having a conversation where they say to the kid, hey, it's completely normal and there's nothing wrong with it. This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Your discretion is advised. He wrote that his parents have taboo beliefs regarding sexual activities before marriage and that he had to learn some things off the Internet because he was not even allowed to be in a sexual education class. His parents opted him out of sex ed class, would not talk to him about sex. Mm. Then when he discovered, hey, that feels good, now he's being shamed for it. My dad barged in without knocking and started screaming at me. He and my mom, by the way, picture that moment for a second for that poor kid. Oh, my God. He and his mom. Give uh, me just 30 more seconds. (laughs) He and my mom then sat me down and told me I'm not allowed to touch myself. Mm -hmm. 
The mortified teen agreed not to masturbate anymore, but then he later found an Amazon package with indoor security cameras inside. I asked my dad, and he said they're putting them in my room and in the bathroom so they can daily monitor and make sure that I'm not doing it. I have to warn you, some of this is clearly inappropriate for young viewers. So let's pretend for a minute that we're on this Reddit uh, group, and he is coming to us. This 15-year-old in Alaska is asking for advice. What do we tell this kid? What should he do next? Because he's 15. He lives at home. He's got to live under their rules, right? Because he's 15. Is it 100% legal of the parents? Like, if it wasn't wasn't Uh, legal, I would sue immediately. But they own the house. They could put cameras wherever they want, I believe. I don't know. I don't know what the rules... I would look into that hardcore, though, because I would sue in a second if there was anything... If he knows the cameras are there, too. Then you go to your parents' room. When they're gone, that's what you do. <laughs> but Kevin, that's yep. not enough. Your parents may not leave the house every twenty-five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I burned is, the house down just so it's out there. I mean, this is, is this is a terrible situation. Of course, it is. These sheets used to be blue. <laughs> oh, Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> too far, man. I mean, between you and Sink Boy, come on. <laughs> just trying to go along with the story. Okay. Could the argument be, I know this sounds stupid because it's their kid, but could the argument be, hey, you're creating child porn by filming me? Oh, oh. interesting. Wow. I don't that, know. That, that got dark. That's yeah. a different angle. Well, I'm just looking for yeah, a way legally. out for this poor for kid. Sure. Legally. Mom, yeah. dad, I will be naked in my room every second there's a camera there. That <laughs> yeah. would be That would be child porn. And and does he have any recourse beyond sitting down his parents? I mean, is there where could he go to get help? I mean, does he go to the ACLU? Does he go to the counselor at school and say, please talk to my parents? I mean, like, can you even change parents' minds if they're this far it gone? It doesn't sound yeah. like there's any changing these parents. And they won't even let him take a sex ed right. class. Yeah. So talking to a teacher at school isn't going to help You're him. not allowed to touch yourself? That's ridiculous. All I know uh, is that so far, none of us are attorneys here. Mm-hmm. None of us are doctors. But so far, Jensen had the best idea, which is just the kid has to burn the house down. Yeah. it's it, There's no out here. <laughs> okay. these, by the way, all jokes aside, this is what creates terrible situations for people as adults i mean this is this is what you hear a lot from i mean to bring it up a lot of the school shooters talk about repressed sexuality and and things like yeah and incels and stuff like that like this is a bad look all around yeah and this is i mean we t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You should have courses for this for parents. 
But I am going to raise my child like this, so I understand. Okay, good. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How about the Kevin and Bean Afroline? On the air once again with your calls at 323-520-AFRO. This is our 24-hour-a-day voicemail. You can leave us a message on any topic. And it's been a while, so I'm looking forward to getting caught up here. Holy sh! How long has DJ Omar Khan been hot? Damn, boy. A little less talking, a little more smiling. <laughs> By the way, um, my wife is surprised. I'm sorry. My it, wife is surprised every single time she sees a picture of Omar. She, Omar, she always forgets how hot he is. Question. Who picks the calls to be on? Great question. Omar. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. Hey, guys. I have just met DJ Omar Khan at my son's school, Ramona. <laughs> junior high in Chino, and he is the nicest guy. Yeah, it was a brief second, but I wasn't. I was like Kevin when he met Magic Johnson. I didn't know what to say, but it was awesome. So I just wanted to hand it out to him. He is a solid cat, and my kids loved him. So thank you, guys. Bye. He's okay. a solid cat. Jeez. Okay. You don't now hear we, that every day. Now we see what's happening. Remember uh, Meowieoki? I'll never forget it. Here's the theme song. Meow, 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 meow. Hey, if Meow Yoki isn't the number one freaking theme song of 2019, I'm going to burn that mother down. That was the most amazing piece of radio I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. Take it easy. <laughs> so three calls, yep. all three just heaping praise on the man who gave us the calls. Yep. Okay. Now we change topics. Hey, okay. you guys have an audio drop of an old guy saying, I can just about walk. I can't. Okay. Hold on a second. I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far and I can't hear too good. Something, something. Can't see too far. Can't hear too good. What is he saying? What does he say? I can't holly talk? <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. I can't holly talk. What does he say? I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too good. Yeah, I, can. I can hardly, hardly walk. walk. I yeah. can hardly walk and can't I see too so. good. I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think it's hardly walk. Look, 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 look. I can't look. I'm listening to the radio. Why do you keep saying look? Can you just say listen? <laughs> I He's got will. a point. Try to make a note of that. Thank you. So sir. it's Thursday evening, and I was at the gym, and it was roughly six o'clock on the treadmill. And I look at one of the TVs, and there's Kevin and Bean. It's like cool. Kevin and Bean's getting uh, interviewed over in uh, Atlanta. Look like maybe you're at the Waffle House, like you wanted to. And then in the background was Jensen, just scarfing down food. <laughs> Didn't even look at the camera. Just was shoveling it in his pie hole. Jensen. Guys, it was a bit. That was awesome, too. I did on purpose. The camera was four feet from his face. I started eating food that wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the zone, too, though, man. Yeah. Uh, We talked about things that we were ashamed of that we may have done earlier in our lives. Hey, so secret shame. When I was a little 16-year-old kid, uh, me and my friends used to drive around and throw water balloons from the sunroof of our cars at runners. And I don't think it hurt anyone, but, you know, a 60-mile-an-hour water balloon sure <laughs> doesn't feel great. Anyway, that's the secret chain. Yeah, yeah that, that qualifies. Yep. 
Hey guys, podcast listener in Minnesota. I just got a call from my kid's school that they're going to be canceled tomorrow. This would be four days in a row. Why, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a rough winter for the Midwest. We may not be at the top of our game. Hey guys, podcast listener. I was listening to the What's Happening from Tuesday show, and oh my God, you guys thinking that... 65 inches is four feet. Bean saying he doesn't know what a roly-poly is. <laughs> Allie thinking a roly-poly and a millipede are the same thing. Like, freaking A, how freaking stupid are you people? <laughs> Why do I keep listening to you? <laughs> That's, That's a, a great question. question. <laughs> it's more on you than it is on us, sweetheart. Yeah, this message is for Kevin Ryder. Uh, I just caught my kid doing some of your Radeon Durf. He's running around the house talking about aliens and possible terrorist situations. He's forgetting all kinds of things. He can hardly even speak, Kevin. He can hardly even speak. He's four. He's four, Kevin. He's driving around with a low battery in his car all the time. Charges it for five minutes good enough. Let's go. Then cries at the end of the driveway and wants me to come back and get it, Kevin. I've had it. The derp's got to go. I don't know that that's all on me. I feel like Kevin may be that sense real father. <laughs> so I was listening to Bastille, and I couldn't help but think, I think there's a better version of this song. Uh, could we get that played? Thanks. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, you guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier when the morning comes. You want to have some fun. But when you turn on the mic, we can hear you when you sound so stupid and so dumb. How are you, boy? Every moment with, would you like to take that back? Because you talk for a living and I can't believe they let you broadcast on air. I don't know, that's a, that's a toss-up. You talk for a living. <laughs> I cannot believe that you guys get paid to do this. Sorry, I have to swallow. You guys are freaking idiots. I'm just a dumbass. This is a tribute to. Why? Tribute to Kevin and Bean. Tickets to sale uh, Friday, 10 at noon. Friday, 10 at noon? Why would I say that? <laughs> Nope. Very talented actor Dylan McDermott here on the K-Rock Morning Show. What? That's us, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever called it that. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. 323-520-H, uh, A-F-R-O, 24 hours a day. <laughs> no Still H. Afro with an H? They had to do that emergency thing where they, uh, whatever it is, they, they put on you to bring your breath back or whatever. But... <laughs> Probably not the best description. And right. then to get that response, just pours fire yeah. on the on the uh, you know gasoline whatever. How that however that one works. <laughs> Agreed. However that works. One eight hundred five two zero one 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 three two three five two zero one zero six seven. That's the number for the Kevin to beat Afro line. We have your calls on no. the air. What? No. Is that not right? Three two three five two zero AFRO. Yep. That's the number oh, for the Kevin to beat Afro line. Jesus. It is the Kevin and Bean Show at 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. You are listening to... Oh, you already said that part. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, Dr. Drew's on the phone, you guys. <laughs> I said that part like 12 seconds ago. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. Now, I know that's a tenuous... What's the word I'm looking for after tenuous? Anyone? <laughs> Bean's just being quiet on purpose, because that's the rule. <laughs> 
I know that's a weak example, is what I'm trying to say. Would okay. it be a connection? A connection. connection? Could that be it? Thank you, Bean. Connection is the word I could not think of. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. Wow, this is something. The only thing I can think is... Uh, Mistaken door, mistaken door. They, they mistaken thought they were doorbell to... identity. <laughs> no, I was thinking. I, I'm not sure how to say, it, but they they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How about wrong address? Like that? <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it. Yeah, you guys are real. Dis- you're real. Con- <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Discerning. You're really discerning. <laughs> Woo! Andrew Siciliano on the line. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, I should say. More pronounced the better. Huh? What? You're right. <laughs> more pronounced better. Oh, you blow. You blow. You blow. 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 That's, that's the secret, succe- secret to the success of that show. Well said. <laughs> wow. Jensen, you don't board the Titanic after it's hit the iceberg. <laughs> you know what? I'm just the band that keeps playing. <laughs> <laughs> 323. I'm going to try and get this right. 520 AFRO 24 hours a day. Kevin, you are such a douche. And Bean, you are such a douche. On K Rock. I will not have Jensen Carp, yeah. a newbie on the Kevin and Bean show, come in here and besmirch our president. If there's one thing you can say about President Trump, he is as transparent a man who's ever held that office. He is above reproach. He is truthful and honest. And I'll, and I'll tell you something else. As I stand before you today, I see the greatest president in history. Of course he is. He was chosen by God. So how are you coming at the president with your crazy fake Melania theory now, here, Jensen? I haven't heard this because... I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So we have a fake... Mm-hmm. First lady. Well, it says something about our president that this has any legs at all. Because <laughs> even looking online, I was like, I don't know if this is true, but it could be. And that's <laughs> even insane. scarier. Uh, back in May of 2018, you guys might remember when Melania Trump uh, went missing. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah, for several weeks. Yeah, 28 days she was absent from the public eye. That doesn't happen often. No. no. The first lady. No. But hadn't she had a procedure done or something? Well, or after, had she? Yeah, after, mm. after the media started started to question why we hadn't seen uh, the First Lady. It was said that she had a kidney condition and had to have a surgery for it, but then nothing was ever explained into any further detail. Okay. Because on June 4th, she reemerged with no explanation. And However, with a facelift, though, to look more like the real Melania. Well, that's what we'll get into. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. Take your time, Bean. Yeah, geez, he's really jumping on this one. (laughs) I was trying to be as crazy as I could be, but now you're telling me that's really what happened. Yeah, at, at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, we just posted out two pictures of Melania Trump because the visuals in the past we've seen of her right forced smile the weird thing where like it seems like she doesn't want to hold Donald Trump's hand sometimes actually doesn't yeah avoids his hand also keep in mind this is the first president in decades 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 where the uh, first lady and president sleep in separate rooms Mm -hmm. Uh, also he had an affair uh, after she gave birth okay so October 13th they have an impromptu press conference to discuss Iran and healthcare and Melania was right behind him over I believe the right shoulder and she was wearing a trench coat and sunglasses. Donald weirdly when he was explaining things said my wife Melania who happens to be right here and pointed at her which is an insane thing to which say. Which is sort of a given. We uh, all know that. that this but, is actually the real person 
person, Melania Trump, that I am married to, and it is not an imposter. I mean, he would have said that, and it wouldn't have stood out as much. Uh, it prompted a Twitter user named Joe Vargas to point out pictures of Melania that day with other pictures. Her lips and nose 100% look different. Her height seems different than normal when compared to Donald Trump. Okay. Now, this theory picked up some steam when people noticed that a slightly shorter member of the Secret Service team that follows around Melania Trump does look a lot like Melania Trump, which is also one of the Secret Service. Yes. Okay. They look a lot alike. They they do. Uh, then the theory popped back up last month when Trump appeared uh, again. She was wearing those sunglasses <laughs> and the trench coats, like she's three <laughs> children stacked on each other uh, at a at a memorial at Opelika, Alabama, for the twenty three victims who died in a tornado there. Again, different face, different height. The theory was mentioned then on the View. Okay. okay. Oh, so, now it's oh. getting mainstream. Yes, it's a lot uh, bigger than just on your weird Reddit uh, forum. Mm-hmm. The fake. This is what Donald Trump tweeted that day when it was on The View. You ready? The fake news photoshopped pictures of Melania, then propelled conspiracy theories that it's actually not her by my side in Alabama and other places. They are only getting more deranged with time. Now, here's the thing. You could believe or not believe that it's a fake Melania Trump. Right. But it's definitely not photoshopped they didn't photos photoshop anything. from the media. So that means you have to agree with Donald Trump and say they're photoshopped or it's a fake Melania or the truth, which is probably just that pictures are different when you shoot them from different angles. Right. But both of these theories that the media is photoshopping pictures of Melania and that there's a fake Melania are both insane. It's fake news. It's yeah, disgusting that's craziness. fake news. <laughs> All right. Here's what I will say. If I were Melania Trump... And I could get away with sending Same. somebody oh. out there to be the first lady? Yeah. I 100% am signing up for 100%. that. 100%. Let's not pretend Daft Punk shows up to all their events. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I would do it every time. All right. So let's talk about the percentage that you believe it. I mean, I know it's absurd. I believe... And most of us would just outright say that's stupid. There's no way they could even, A, get away with it if they wanted to. I would think it, had, be... no, I would think it had no legs. Okay. Except the idea that Donald Trump's excuse for it is clearly a lie. So that makes mm. me question everything in general because it's not Photoshop pictures. It's definitely not Photoshop. So it doesn't look like her, that's for sure. But, you know, sometimes we all take photos where we don't look like ourselves. Sure, yeah, different, different angles, angles and stuff. But lighting. does that affect your height, though, Jensen? N- no. It can no. make it look that way, though, if, I mean, from a different angle. I also got, I mean, I got really it's, deep into this. I got very much Homeland. And I was really breaking down every photo. And it does seem like she was wearing heels in one of them and flats in another. So I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe it's that she's wearing sneakers because she is in Alabama. Sure. But then some of the other ones where I have some height issues. Because not... she is in Alabama. Is that where you wear sneakers? No, no. I, <laughs> That's I, actually, the sneaker actually, country. I do say that because one time she did get, uh, during a flood, she did get sort of brushed oh, back right. from wearing heels. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think now when there she... were fancy shoes. Yeah, right, yeah. So now I think when she goes to anything where someone died, she wears sneakers. Well, she calls her double and says, wear sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Right? She, yeah, she's like, wear the Nikes. Someone died here. Uh, but it is, I mean, listen, it just says something about the overall state of the government right now that we're that there would be even any legs for this yeah, to insane. be a possible thing. That, the, that they would send out a double in order to make, I mean, because we could all agree, no matter what side you're on, it seems she hates him. Yeah, it does. We could all. And I think if even if you're a supporter of his, you have to sort of look at it and go, He's not fond of him. Well, and that's only after it was, you know, exposed that he paid off 
adult uh, film entertainers in order to to hide their affairs. I mean, I would assume she hates him. So if she could find a double, she probably would, right? I would find a double just for me, and I don't do much. Right. But if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I respect it. The problem with just you is... have somebody to go to the dinners that you regret yes, uh, accepting. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The problem with you is that when you don't come in here, we we fill in uh, you with Brad Williams. Oh, that's not a good double. No. No. No, no one thinks it's you. <laughs> okay. Do it. The Kevin and Bean Show. Sounds like diarrhea to me. K-Rock. I'm not sure how this came up, but we were talking about driving instructors, and Allie told us about hers. Yeah, I I was 15 years old. You know, you've got your permit. You have to take the class with the driving driving instructor. They really teach you the ins and outs of driving. Mm -hmm. Well, on my first day, my driving instructor said, hey, get on the freeway here. And I was like, ah, first time ever driving. Is that smart? I've never been on a freeway? Never been on a freeway. Okay. I get on the freeway, and we go deep into the valley. We are now in <laughs> Chatsworth, and he's like, oh, yeah, just pull into here. I want to show you where Charles Manson used to have his meetings. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he took me to Spawn Ranch, where they have the Manson Caves, where he would basically indoctrinate his little wackadoodle ladies that followed his every word. So by the time you got there, this wasn't a surprise. He told you before he was going to take you Oh, no, we're in Chatsworth. And I'm like, okay, where now? And he goes, oh, just pull in here. And we get out of the car and we're walking around. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to die. He's going to kill you. This is so not appropriate. This isn't okay. And then he's showing me stuff around. I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be dark soon. And I don't live anywhere near (laughs) Chatsworth. I know. Eyes red glowing. Insane. Pulls out a knife. I go home, tell my mom. My mom was like, yeah, we're going to handle this. Just nip it right in the bud. Called the place. And I don't know what happened with him. However, I did get a tweet after I brought up that story from Rocky Alvarez who said, did we have the same driving instructor? Mine took me up to Spawn Ranch, too. He also gave my phone number to a boy who rode with us on a later trip because he thought I was cute. Oh, Incredibly no. creepy and inappropriate. So it got us. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Do you think he was trying to show off? By taking you there? I don't know. He was, I can't even, as a 15-year-old, I was thinking maybe he was in his 30s, so he was just like, oh, let me show this young whippersnapper all this amazing stuff I know about cults. Like, I think that's what? best case scenario I hope for, it is. for I that hope guy, it is. honestly. It, it is a thankless job. I don't think it's a cool, uh, I, I don't think you have a great time mostly. There's two things. Yeah. I think most of them are freaking creepy and mm-hmm. weird. Yes. And second of all, I would never be one because it seems like an impossible job. Absolutely. It seems awful. But Both. then we all realized, oh, each of us has a story. I so have one, you yeah. have one. Yeah. My driving instructor, my right when I was 15 with my permit, he picks me up and he's like, I'm so sorry if I seem out of it. And I said, yeah, you know. I'm, First words. Yeah. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, I unfortunately, uh, last month, both of my parents died. Oh, what? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, in an accident. And I did not, I was 15, so I wasn't like, what accident? I right? was just like, let him keep, just stop talking. What? Uh, and then I, he Why was would like, he tell you that? I don't know. And then he goes, and even worse. Um, it was yesterday. Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, me go, let me go show you where he did it. Um, he goes, even worse. Uh, yesterday we had the funeral. And uh, what? I got home from the funeral, and uh, my dog had eaten all the chocolates that were sent to me. And now he's dead. Oh, my God. You think he was just messing with Jensen? Like, I'm just going to mess with this kid. That's what you would do, isn't (laughs) it? I just, I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then we just drove 
for I, like an hour. I think it's hard to put yourself in that position because you're a little scared when he's I'm the, he's the boss yeah. and you're the kid. I've, but yeah. at, at some point, like now, wouldn't you go? Today's not the best day to learn to drive. Yeah, right? I'd be like, listen, man, I, I think we could do this next week. Right. Yeah. Uh, He's but like, yeah. no, I made a mixtape of death. <laughs> do I hear it? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Omar's is very much like my own. Yeah, mine was uh, yeah, 15, 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take the 30 hours or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I had already been driving since I was 13. I would always take my mom's car. So Wait, what does that point, mean? Your mom didn't care? No, just... no, no. Well, I started stealing my mom's car, I should say. Oh, should? <laughs> what are you doing? Hood rat stuff? Around 30 hours. Uh, yeah, exactly. That I was doing kid, hood yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I got busted. And then, um, like, after my mom and my stepdad knew I was, I knew how to drive, they would, like, legit give me the keys and say, go to the store, get us some stuff. Okay. So I had been Jeez, driving so for a while. you were an errand boy. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, a kid who was, you know, 15, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go get whatever. You know, I just yeah. wanted to drive. So... I get the driver instructor comes to my house and, you know, I kind of like have a little talk with him like, hey, dude, I already know how to drive. I'm just doing this for formality so Mm -hmm. I could get my license. Um, Uh, Let me just put myself in his position. Yeah. I expect you to say that. Mm-hmm. I expect it to be false. I have to do my job. I have to teach you how to drive. Okay. Yeah, everyone played Outrun on Nintendo. You know I, what I mean? Right, oh, right, I can right. drive. I did GTA for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, totally. And I expect you to be cautious, uh-huh. as one of these instructors are. And this kind of car had... Uh, the brake on both sides. Oh, so I had a brake and he had, yeah. the, he had the brake on oh, his side. No. But he would have to reach around uh, the steering oh, wheel. Oh, wow. Now we're talking. If he wanted to control the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So he's in my driveway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to back out now. So as the very first thing, I give it a little gas. He hits the brake. And, I, and I'm, like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's just like, well, I think you were going a little fast. I was like, no, I, I'm okay. Okay. So so at this point, I'm still kind of calm. Yeah. I start backing out again. Boom. Slams the brake again. And now my nerves are, I'm on edge now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so I, I, I kind of like totally like freak out. And the entire trip, I'm a terrible driver. You're white knuckling it. And this guy's like <laughs> reaching around, like correcting my, uh, my turns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a terrible experience. Yikes. Terrible experience. Because you were completely calm until he entered the Absolutely. scene. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a few phone calls. Let's start with Andrew in Buena Park. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, good morning. All right, so I was uh, high school. I was senior in high school, and I wanted to get my license early. So we go, and uh, I'd already been driving kind of like how Omar was, but my parents uh, showing me the ropes. Mm-hmm. My dad was a young driver, so he wanted me to kind of learn before I go to classes. Look, son, I know you're only seven, but it's time that you learn how to drive. <laughs> exactly. It all started out in the desert. Anyways, the uh, instructor comes and picks, uh, picks me and my friend up. We're taking the classes together, and the guy looks really sweaty, super pale. So we hop in the car, and he tells me, he's, all right, go ahead and take off. So I look at the guy. I'm like, you all right? He's all, I partied hard last night, really hung over. He's like, you know how to drive? Uh, kind of. He's like, all right. So he stood up for about like five, ten minutes, watch me, you know what you're doing. Wake me up when we get to when we hit this area. What? Uh, okay. He told so he you he was gonna back. pass out for a little bit because he was hung over and wake you up when wake him up when you get there? I swear to God he's all drive five miles down this road and down this because we're on Beach Boulevard. So he's all drive down, he's all go about five miles, wake me up. Do a recline this seat. I swear to God, takes a swig of his Gatorade, reclines his seat and says I'll see you guys in five miles. <laughs> oh, wow. Then he dies. <laughs> no, he, 
He wakes up and then he starts telling us, well, if you guys are ever driving, you guys are hungover, he's all peanut butter, spoonful of peanut butter and Gatorade to replenish your electrolytes. What the? I love that I mean, a, a, great dri- tip. a driving instructor is telling you how to drive drunk or hungover. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, hungover, that's for sure. He adamantly, don't drive drunk. I picked up a taxi, though, but if you have to drive the next morning and know you're going to be hungover, peanut butter so it covers up the alcohol smell and then Gatorade to replenish your electrolyte. Did it co- cover up the alcohol smell with him? No. Be- Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He didn't do the peanut butter thing he said. (laughs) Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Right now we're talking about uh, ridiculous, crazy, strange driving instructors. And Sean is calling in from Long Beach. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning. Thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. What do you got? So I, you know, like 15 and a half, 16 years old, and I'm all excited about my driving experience. And so this guy comes to my house, picks me up, and uh, he seems okay. He's pretty quiet. And, you know, you got to do, like, three sessions with this guy for, like, three hours apiece or whatever. Right. And so halfway through the first session, he just randomly kind of turns over to me and he says, hey, do you like screenplays? And being, you know, 16, I was like, I, I, I guess. You would say yes to anything that your driving instructor asks you, yeah, I you're, assume. You're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so he goes, oh, great. And so he goes to his backpack and pulls out thick reams of paper of his screenplays that he has written over the years and try to like produce. And he's like, Oh, well, I mean, we got some time. So, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, so for the, oh man. So you and were so driving was, and he was reading his screenplay to you. Yep. Yep. Mm. Because yeah, he, he needed, he needed an ego boost and the 16 year old kid in the driver's seat was going to give it to him. I wow. mean, imagine, so, what, imagine where your life has gone that you're, Asking 15 and 16-year-olds for screenplay notes. 15 and 16-year-olds who were sort of in a position where they have to give you right. support. Yeah. What was the movie about, Sean? It was Goodwill so... Hunting. <laughs> Congratulations, Ben Affleck. <laughs> so he, this whole entire thing, he wanted to make this movie and he wanted to like, he's like, oh, he goes, it could be adapted to anything. But it was essentially about these doctors who, I mean, like pretty much like a doctor movie show, essentially where doctors like stop caring for patients and have really weird like sexual like <sighs> fantasies with each other. Okay. Oh my All god. Right. So you so you had a, a oh my god. It wasn't only just a screenplay, it was like a sexual <laughs> one sexual to a 15 year old. I'm sorry we started losing your phone there at the end, but uh thank you for calling. All right, let's go to Stephen in Irvine. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning guys. How's it going? Good, thank you. Driving instructors. Good. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Whittier about 15 years ago, getting my permit. First lesson was pretty chill. Second lesson, uh, the guy was literally kind of the same as the first caller, like, hey, you're doing really, really good. Why don't you just go ahead and take it from here? We got about 45 minutes. Go wherever you want to go. Passed out. <laughs> Passed I drove out. to Disneyland because I'm like, that's where I know how to go. Uh, woke him up when we got there. He's like, oh, yeah, I love this place. Don't worry, we didn't go in. Um, then went back and was like, you go ahead and wake me up and we're 10 minutes out. And looking back, that was, uh, 
horrible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's not good. That's just insanity. Bad horrible. at his job. I, it's a job that nobody else wants too, though. I would yeah. imagine you have they have to take sort of whoever they can. So it seems a, a little odd that way. All right, let's go to uh, Angie in uh, Riverside. Good morning, Angie. Good morning. Morning. Strange driving instructors. Yes. So when I was 15, the driving instructor showed up at my house and, you know, he just looked like a middle-aged man, but he was kind of slovenly. The car was filled with trash. And my mom was like, you know what? I do not like this guy. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you can only go if I come with you. So we did our time and then we did a couple more sessions. And about two weeks after my instruction was done, the police contacted us and said that he had been arrested for taking girls out to remote locations and taking pictures of them. Oh, no. Thank God for women's intuition. Thank God for your mom. Yeah. Oh, wow. So every time she said, I don't like this person, I trusted her. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow, That's that's crazy, gross, and everything else. All right, let's talk to Scotty because this can't be, this can't be real. Scotty and your Belinda. Is, I pro- hey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for listening and calling. Uh, so uh, I was 15. Uh, my driver instructor came and picked me up. He was very, very Scottish, thick, heavy accent. He found out I, too, was Scottish, as you can tell from my name. So he was very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing he has me do is drive in reverse down my street at 30 miles per hour. Hold on a minute. Is it something you often do? Hold on a minute. Is he trying to go back in time? Driving backwards is really difficult, let alone at 30 miles an hour. It was a four-lane street. Nobody was around, and he said this is the best way to learn. It was 30 miles per hour. And meanwhile, he breaks out his electric bagpipe, which is a bagpipe (laughs) without the bag. Mm -hmm. It's just battery-operated, and starts playing. Oh, no. I don't know what's worse, me, uh, the bagpipe, or me going 30 miles per hour, oh, no. nearly wetting myself at 15. Scotty, it's the bagpipe. <laughs> okay. okay. For sure. That is just straight insanity that he's doing that. All right, let's go to uh, Charlotte in Simi Valley. Good morning. Morning. What, uh, what happened to you? Okay, so my driving instructor picks me up at my high school, after school, in front of everybody. He gets out of this giant SUV, and he is a little person. Yes. And... He had extenders on the pedals, and he had a modified driver's seat, uh-huh. and I had to cram my five foot eight body into a seat that was designed for someone that was three foot eight. He, didn't, he said he was. He didn't change it out so you could fit normally? He would not let me take the things off the pedals. He would not, nope, was not willing to do anything, and then the entire drive, because I couldn't use my legs correctly because right. there was not a space criticized me for not braking smoothly, not driving smoothly. Oh, my God. And he would put books in the passenger seat so that he could see out the window. He taught you how to drive as a little person. Apparently, yeah, and it didn't go so well, and it was really embarrassing trying to pull out of the student parking lot. <laughs> Very odd. Huh. Very odd. That is fantastic. All right, one more call. We have uh, Lauren in Irvine. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Crazy driving instructors. What happened? Um... My instructor picked me up, and just a few minutes into the drive, uh, she said, do you mind if we stop somewhere? And we ended up going to her grandmother's funeral for a few minutes. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No, that didn't happen. You hung out with her during the funeral? Uh, I stayed in the car. Um, 
it was just about 10 or 15 minutes. She ran in. I just kind of hung out. You know, like you said, at 16, what else are you going to do? I right. don't know any different. Right. Um, so that was pretty much it. And then we just continued on with the session. <laughs> when she came back and wow. sat in the car, was she sobbing? No, she was fine. You you had a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This is a good one, you guys. This is a good one. I've had some good Bridezilla stories lately, and I think I have another one. This is a woman who decided not to ask one of her very closest friends, a childhood best friend who she is still close with, to be to be her bridesmaid. Decided not to ask her. Okay. Why do you think she said, ah, we're friends and I love you, but I'm going to say, I can't have you be in my wedding. I'm going to say friend is prettier than her. Mm. Oh, good answer. I was going to say, doesn't think she has the responsibility. Doesn't think she can do it. Allie? Can't count on her. Fat. She's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's an awful bride. She's an awful woman. Oh, she is. She absolutely is an awful woman. Okay. All right. So, Kevin, you say too pretty. Yep. Jensen, you say not responsible enough. Allie, you say. The same. Fat. 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 Okay, you say fat. Okay. The uh, unnamed bride has shared her side of the story, telling uh, fellow users, uh, asking fellow users if she was an a-hole for not including her friend in the wedding party. She said that um, she did not ask Aaron to be her bridesmaid, and she asked why, and I told her the truth. It's because of her massive breasts. Oh. Oh, Literally, Literally bigger than they should be physiologically possible because she has a hormone disorder that causes her breasts to grow to an excessive degree. Wait, so it's not her fault? Yes, it's a medical condition. The bride goes on to explain that she initially wanted to be Aaron, uh, Aaron to be a bridesmaid, but thinking about the logistics of getting a dress tailored to fit her friend's dimension had stressed her out. But her bigger worry was being upstaged on her big day by her friend's breasts. Okay. Does uh, this article have photos? Or? She continued, <laughs> part of me has a fear that Aaron's presence would be a distraction because mm. all of us would be sitting in the church or at the reception not looking at the bride, but instead going, check out that wreck. I'm going to say this right now. Can you do both? Mm-hmm. If, if her husband-to-be is listening, mm-hmm. run. Get out, right? Run as fast as you can from this insecure, awful woman. And the rest of her friends, run. Everyone <laughs> around this woman, run. What a trash, garbage human being. I've been Aaron's friend since we were kids. I've been there through it all, and I've seen how people react to her situation. When people think back on my wedding, I want them to think about how beautiful the venue was or how nice the wedding party looked or, dare I say, my fiancé and I finally getting hitched. I don't want people to remember my wedding for the bridesmaid with the giant boobs. Sad. It's kind of a mean, I don't know. Just like It's awful. not like she... Yeah, she's a like terrible she's person. Awful. Even if she's chosen it, it's mean. But in the mm-hmm. fact that this woman has a disorder... Yeah. And honestly, I recognize uh, that uh, maybe those who tell me I'm being selfish are correct. But then I also think if there's ever a time I can be selfish, it's probably on my wedding day. Oh, she is not, not. She's not going to quit being selfish. No, please. No, 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 she no. is not being well received with this. Uh, oh, with what this a surprise! Opinion, by the way. So yeah, exactly as Jensen pointed out, to not include someone in your wedding party because they have a medical problem. I mean, if she had a prosthetic arm, would yeah. it be the same thing? If, if they she were was like, in a wheelchair, oh, I don't want to have to have everyone staring at the my friend with MS. Right. <laughs> exactly. God, they have terrible to look at bride. Me. So awful. so we've we, we've all agreed with taking off Monday because of the national emergency. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. safe to come to work, and yeah. now we all agree murder button for the bride. For yes, sure. please. My belief okay. so. Got some real consensus going on here today, you guys. And all I right. think Jensen, Jensen brought up a good point. Are there pictures? Uh, unfortunately, no. Mm. Unfortunately, no. I'd like to double check that. <laughs> yeah, you would. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. 
Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. Uh, listen, I get you up on the things from QSRs, which are known as quick service restaurants and something I call the fast food report. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the fast food report. With your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Oh, thank you, detective. Uh, wow. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. I'm ready to get you up on some foods. Then I'm going to ask you if you will eat it or beat it. Will you be into these things when they are released in your area? That's all I'm asking. Okay. All right, okay. here we go. Question for you guys. Uh, try to follow along. Do you like Cinnabon? Yes. Sure. Do you like biscuits? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, KFC does the unthinkable. Eat it. May I present mm-hmm. the Cinnabon des- uh, dessert biscuit? A Cinnabon dessert biscuit. Available through June 30th only. The Why cha- are you still talking? Okay, the right? chain has combined their world-famous <laughs> biscuits with the sugary goodness of Cinnabon's brown sugar glaze and cream cheese frosting, mashing them up for only a dollar a biscuit or three for a pack of four. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, they're letting you save that one dollar for the eventual diabetes treatment. <laughs> Customers can also get a four-pack for free with any 10-piece meal or larger. So I ask you, does the KFC Cinnabon dessert biscuit give you a confection, midsection erection? In other words, eat it or beat it. Well, first, we'll go with Allie. I'm going to eat it, Jensen. Kevin, eat, as if eat, I eat. have any question. I, that was obvious. Bean, where are we at? Eat it or beat it. Shut up and take my money. Uh, all right. There we go. Uh, Let's move on. As a child, nothing meant more to me than my mother's love. But second to that was the taste of Golden King's Hawaiian bread. And now I love it. So good. And now following the lead of Arby's, Sonic introduced for a limited time the King's Hawaiian Burger Club. It features a pure beef patty topped with bacon, lettuce, tomato, Swiss cheese, and Sonic's signature sauce, all on a King's Hawaiian bun. Mm. It's priced at $4.99, so I ask you, the King's Hawaiian Burger Club from Sonic, do you say aloha or or aloha? Let's just see. <laughs> Eat it or beat it. Let's start with bean. Um, I think all hamburger buns should now be made of King Hawaiian since somebody just thought of it. I'm way in. Eat it. Eat it. Eat and it. Eat it. Aloha. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, eat it. Oh, eat okay, it. okay yeah. good. Could have been either way. Sure. Uh, so far, we are two for two. All right. Can we keep the streak alive? Next, from the Netherlands. You do not want to miss this meal edition. The Stroop Waffle McFlurry. <laughs> what? Almost. This is real. Explain. All right. It's a vanilla soft serve mixed with a caramel swirl featuring authentic chopped Dutch Daleman Stroop Waffle caramel waffle cookie pieces. Those are the thin round waffle cookies that usually have syrup in the middle. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they made a McFlurry out of that, and they're the best thing out of the Netherlands since Anne Frank. So I ask you. <laughs> oh my God. I ask you, is it the Netherlands or the Neverland? Eat it or beat it, kind of, or also drink it or sink it. It's kind of both, right? Okay. Okay, Kevin first. Eat it, drink it. Drink it. Allie? Uh, Sounds amazing. Drink it. Eat and eat it. Drink it. Eat it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, Bean. Uh, this is the most delicious fast food report ever. Right. I am 110% in. Eat it. Drink it. Okay. So far, we're three. three, three. Can I continue the streak? Sure. This one's for the lady. 
For the first time in five years, Dr. Pepper is offering a new mm. flavor. Okay? Yes. All right. Part of a promotional tie-in with the new Spider-Man Far From Home movie, mm-hmm. and it's called Dr. Pepper Dark Berry. Oh. It's the classic Dr. Pepper flavor that fans love, but it brings out the dark side with tangy fruit flavors like blackberry, black currant, and black cherry. It's like a goth Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> the new limited edition Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Pepper flavor can be found in 12 packs or in a 20-ounce liter bottle. So I ask you, once you go black, mm-hmm. do you go back, drink it, or sink it? I am going to um, keep my head up because the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Mm-hmm. And I am going <laughs> to drink the hell out of that. Okay, I'm going to ask uh, Kevin next. We have a streak on the line. Kevin, where are you? I'm going to drink the hell out of that. Yeah. We are now in the midst of our first perfect fast food report. Oh, this feels it good. all goes to Bean. It's on his shoulders. Bean, the Spider-Man Dr. Pepper, are you drinking it or sinking it? It sounds racist. Well, that is... <laughs> That's not the Sorry. point. That's Sorry. not the point. Remember, it's all Spider-Man. Tom Holland. He uh, seems like a pretty cool dude. Uh, the, the, what's it called? The Dr. Pepper Dark what? Uh, well, it's called the uh, Dr. Pepper Dark Berry. Okay. Uh, it sounds delicious. I continue the streak, and I will drink it. Look at that. Guys, our first ever perfect fast wow. food report. I could not be more excited, and that is what yeah. I love. <laughs> Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the Fast Food Report with Jensen Carp. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. Allie came across something yesterday that uh, sounds too good to be true. What's going on? So we all know there's different kinds of yoga, right? You've got the Bikram yoga. You've got the hot yoga. Recently, that goat yoga was kind of a big deal. My wife is is currently doing... uh, pregnancy yoga oh Oh, yeah that's that's real big absolutely but a lot of times when you think of yoga you think of you know serenity you're channeling your inner zen correct yeah Yeah. Yeah. you don't often think of this rid of all tension in your head your neck your jaw everything let it go yeah, let it effing go. Love People it. <laughs> yelling out expletives because this is called rage yoga, you guys. Rage. Rage yoga. yoga. I'm going to let a woman named Ashley Dusich explain. We're all angry about something and we all have been holding on to an F bomb for a little bit too long. Yeah. So that's what this does. It allows you to have a safe space to let go of your anger and frustration and rage in a healthy way. And if you're thinking, listen, this can't be real yoga, the official Rage Yoga website says that instructors have completed a certification program and have a minimum of 200 hours of yoga instructor certification. Here's why I love this class. They're told to just let things out. Anything you're mad at, just yell it out. My favorite that I heard, all I asked was for you to do the dishes. (laughs) Is something yelled during rage yoga. You know what's funny is that that technically might help. Absolutely. You get it out, you're stretching, you feel good after. And by feel good after, well, that's when the beer is. Oh, I'm sorry. You get to have cold beer. You can also take beer breaks during this. Like if you're just yelling about something, you're like, ooh, a little parched. Grab a beer. This is my kind of exercise. This is amazing. I am so into that. But maybe you're one of those people that uh, wants to 
try out yoga unencumbered by societal norms. Just really get back to your primal nakedness. And for you, that's naked yoga. And sure, could you do it in the comfort of your own home? Mm -hmm. Naked, just all by yourself. Tons of instructional videos. Absolutely, you can do that. But wouldn't it be more fun to take group classes that are co-ed? Hello. Hello. It depends on where you sit in the class, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're curious, uh, there are locations here in L.A. Go to nakedyoga-la.com. There's private 101 classes if you just want to start slow. There's also workshops and then, of course, the group classes, which are co-ed. They take place in Venice at a place called the Love Dome. 25 bucks, you must pre-register and prepay because, as you can imagine, these classes do fill up. However, they uh, they need you to bring your own yoga mat. Uh-huh. Sure, of course. Because sure. really, I don't want the one that somebody no, just used. No, you do not. Uh, <laughs> hey, also bring a towel oh. to wipe away any anything left Thing. over mm. uh-huh. uh, that might be there. And just, you know some hydration as well. And in case you're wondering, well, do I have to be totally naked? Up to you. They said a lot of people start out the class as fully dressed, and then by the end of it, buck naked. That uh, co-ed mm-hmm. has to be 99% sausage. I would think. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would I just know think. if I pay for that class and everybody's not naked, right? it turns into rage yoga. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I know. I love it. Well, this got us thinking about all the different kinds of yoga that maybe... Nobody has even thought about yeah. that's going on right underneath our noses. We had no idea. What do you have, Jensen? I found laughter yoga. Oh. This what? This is a real thing. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. It started in Mumbai with just five people in the mid-90s, and it's now spread across 50 countries. Whoa. Uh, and without trying to sound too judgmental, I think it is very stupid. Uh, basically, <laughs> it has very little to do with yoga outside of some simple arm stretching and like walking around. It's just people kind of moving around. Uh, these are clubs where people meet up and basically on the count of three, just start fake laughing. What? Yeah, very loudly. Very, <laughs> like, whoa! Very, it's like their therapy because they say that your body doesn't know the difference between real laughing and fake laughing. I guess, It is scientific because I've seen interviews with doctors and stuff saying it. Is that accurate, really, medically? It, that's what they said in these huh. interviews I watched. And so basically these people go in there and they make faces and pantomime and all while breathing, dancing, and clapping. And the thing is they just scream laugh. And they're usually there for some sort of trauma that they can't laugh about, right? So like people go, it's like therapy, mm. but done through yoga. And so let's listen to one class This is the craziest clip I've ever found on the internet, just so you know. Let's listen to one class where the participants introduce themselves and explain why they're there. Then they have a positive mantra that they uh, they repeat. My name is Gita. Omar Hotcon? Is that what we're calling him? Hey, uh, I thought it was Homar. Homar, sorry. <laughs> Just Homar. Hey, Homar. How are you? 
Brad, you don't know this, but somehow the ladies uh, have uh, been peeping out Omar when we do oh, Instagram Live. I know this. No, oh, you do know because this. I am somewhat associated with this show, and uh-huh. I have had people hit me up and be like, "So what's Omar's you deal?" You too? <laughs> yeah. What the hell's happening? <laughs> well, I don't know what happened. I don't know how Omar got hot, wow. but he's now officially referred to as Omar. And, he and I'm has... like, even if you think, even if you think you're attractive, which in the words of Gene Simmons, you're a very handsome, powerful man, Omar. But at, at the same time, like once you hear you talk, doesn't it ruin it? Hey, how dare? <laughs> well, Wait, I just want to say it should ruin it. I just want to clarify. We're talking about Omar North Tower. That's right. right. That's right. Yep. Okay. And by the way, uh, plenty of gentlemen uh, reaching out as well. Omar's yeah. sexuality is uh, it's is, fluid. Is yeah, attractive to everybody. Changes, so. changes on the day. <laughs> the reason you are here, though, is because you just went through a blessed event in your life this weekend. Yes, yes. You have questions. I do. So my uh, youngest turned five, and uh, I think you should have a big party when your kid turns five, 10, 13, 18 if they want it. But yeah, so we did this huge party, and uh, like parties nowadays are out of control. Yeah, no question. Okay? Yeah. Because. Not only do you need a candy station, you need a snack station, ice cream bar. Uh, we we you have a cake, right? And on top of this, how did you learn all of this? Just um, from going to other parties? Yes, and you know we don't want to be outdone. You yeah, know what I mean? And and also and and then also I love Zozo to death, so I of think course. she deserves it. What would happen if you just had a bowl of popcorn and a Frozen DVD? I mean, would that Riots. not be a party? <laughs> no, then I'd get bored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so not only that, you have you have all the food that you have to buy. Mm-hmm. So you, you're buying like ten pizzas and then all the hot dogs, and you have to get two piñatas now. What? You have to get two two piñatas in case the uh, the first one breaks with five kids in and you still have a line of kids. Oh, interesting. You have to have a backup piñata, right? <laughs> Filled with candy. Wow. And on top of that, you have games uh-huh. and and you have to buy prizes for those games when the kids win, right? Right. And then on top of that, entertainment. And mm-hmm. our entertainment is that we got a Hello Kitty to show up for two hours. I saw your picture with Hello Kitty, yes. and it was creepy as hell. It's a little <laughs> not, bit creepy. Not Mr. Clown? Why didn't you hire Mr. Clown? Oh, man. I should have thought because of Because he loves his daughter, yeah. Bean. Maybe when they turn 10, they can stand Mr. Clown. <laughs> You'll float too, Omar. That's uh, the Armenian comedian, for those of you that don't know. So we have 20 kids, which is yeah. a ton of kids. Okay. okay. Yeah. And they're and all around Zoe's age? All around Zoe's age, and they're having a blast. But So after the party's all said and done all these kids expect a goodie gift bag at the end of the day that's become a thing after you spending all of that money on the party yes now you have to give every kid that's there Mm -hmm. a gift Exactly. Filled with uh, some candy, some toys of some kind, some like Hello Kitty tattoos and all this stuff that's essentially garbage. Okay, but you have to spend money on these garbage things because it's just become a thing. When I was a kid, you just show up to the party, you ate, you got you got candy, you hit the piñata, and then you're on your way home and it was good and it was good times. I don't know where when this got started, but it's just insane to me. I I don't know. That's been going on for a while. Why it is insane. I don't I don't know. I don't know why kids leaving the party where you gave them candy and pizza and everything else. Mm I don't know why they need a gift. So like, you had fun at our party. You yeah, ate. Right. You played. All good. It's, all good. See, it's par- it's party socialism. 
That that's what it is. It's party <laughs> socialism where one where one kid has all the party. That's the one percent kid. And then but now we're not we're not happy with, with your child being yeah. the center of attention. So now we have to trickle down that attention. It's trickle down socialism economics. Mm. And it, it, I don't even know if that makes sense. I and don't then, know and then it goes down I to think the younger kids. Freaking Bernie Sanders must be <laughs> right? blamed somehow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. So so what happens if you don't, though? What happens if you get up at the end of the party and you say, hey, I'm so glad you guys were able to come and I'm so glad you guys had a nice time. Zoe, we'll see you at school tomorrow. Bye bye. So I don't know where my wife got this idea. So we, we on top of the gift bags, we uh, took a little cute picture of Zoe and we made like little mini- miniature thank you for coming to our party. Okay. Uh, little pictures, right? All right. So. What had happened was, and if you guys can afford to get some sort of costume character, if your daughter loves a princess or whatever, I really strongly, I know, and you know, not everybody could afford it, but I strongly suggest it because, man, as a parent, it gives you two hours of just a breather. It's awesome. And those kids okay? are hanging off that character. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, so, uh, so it's, it's, it's about $350, and they also bring the goodie bags. Up what? to 20 what? kids. I didn't know that. Neither did I. So Hello Kitty brought the bags that you gave as parting gifts? Well, the one thing that Hello Kitty didn't bring <laughs> that's, that we got promised were the goodie bags. Oh. <laughs> you got ripped off by Hello Kitty. So... At the end of the day, not all the kids. But was there that was a this, panic buy? There, no, no, oh. no. We, we were already halfway into the party, So dude. no way to know. No wow. way to know. So so what happened was they forgot the bags, so they just started handing out all the little toys and stuff in the kids' hands, right? But no official gift bag. Right. Oh. So there's one kid. You disgusting, right? That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm embarrassed walk, to know you. Who's walking out? He's like, where's my gift bag? Oh. And I'm all like, beat a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that kid gets thrown into a wood but chipper. Was, yeah, right? Uh, All right, let's take one phone call. Let's make it Mike in Los Angeles. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. This is an issue close to my heart. I have two boys, four and two years old, and they have parties. The goodie bag is the parting is to get the kids to leave. It's to get them. It's like a oh. like a breakup. It's a sense of closure. It's like getting your hoodie bag. <laughs> Here's your goodie bag. Get the hell out. Beat really? it, kid. Yeah, I love that. that. That's the sign. So it's you're over. bribing Bye. them to go home. A hundred percent. Huh. I like I like having parties and I have people over, so I never tell them to get out. You know, I think the longer the party goes, I'm good with it. So I'm very different than Mike. Wow. Yeah. I like I'm Mike's team, plan better. But I, I'm but way I, team Mike here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. How do we not see Gavin Rosdale for five years <laughs> and then see him two days in a row? It's like, odd. This is, this is crazy. Hey, you can't get rid of me. You can't get rid of me. I'm like a Scottish drunk. You've got to kill me. <laughs> Seems all extreme, right. but all right. I'm extreme. Somebody get a steak to drive through his heart if that's what it takes. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm great. Bush has been on and off the road over the last 25 years, mm-hmm. but you're doing something special this summer, including August 6th at the Greek. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, first off, the Greek, you have... I don't even have that many milestones, the things I think about, but having lived in Los Feliz when I first uh, uh, moved to L.A., and I could hear the bands, I could walk to the Greek. I saw David Bowie at the Greek, and I walked there. So to be playing there is incredible. Uh, that's an incredible thing for me. I, I, I'm just blown. My mind is blown. But yeah, we're, so we, we have this big tour with live and in Canada, I think, with Our Lady Peace. But uh, it's a really fun thing to be doing. Uh, 
there with Live Nation, you know, we're partnering with them, and they're centering a lot around 16 Stone because it's a, a, a you know five years since it came out, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but I like to obviously play those songs and keep people happy. But for me, it's a really progressive thing. Always, we're making a new record now. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to come back and uh, play that record if I'm allowed. Um, sure. And uh, that's what's exciting Says to the me. guy who has no say? Yeah. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> You've been fairly prolific since you got the band back together. Yeah. Uh, in 2010, you guys have made a bunch yes. of records. Yes. So you still got things to say. Um, 25 years <clears throat> since 16 Stone, though. I wanted mm. to get into that for just a little bit because were you an overnight success story in some ways or did you put years in before we heard of you in America oh my god of course there's years that go into it because uh, I was so terrible when I began <laughs> and so I had to kind of climb that that slow mountain up to, to, to being average and uh, so of course there's loads of years of it I remember the first time I was on stage this small pub in Hearn Hill. How many people? Half Moon. Maybe 80, something like that. But it, they were very big people. They were very big <laughs> and, people. And they were just there and, for the beer anyway. <laughs> they didn't know we were pub. playing. And uh, I do remember standing on stage. This is the very first show I ever did. And I and I was just trying to avoid, you know, uh, job, school, regular stuff. I was just trying to avoid everything in my life. Um, and being on stage, I was like thinking... This is the worst idea I ever had. What am I doing here? I'm an idiot. So I found my way through uh, that, and and um, yeah, it's a it's it's an incredible uh, journey we've been on. I don't know what to tell you. You know, incredible. And yeah, I, it's I'm been still incredible. loving it. I'm still loving it. Do you remember? Was there ever a moment where the light bulb went off over your head and you thought, Ah, music. That's my way out. Um, yes, because what what happened is that I found I let a, a way. What I, what I was was a really terrible singer, but what I also what I was what I was better at was words, and I found that good. A oh, good is that right? Of, so writing good, lyrics, lyrics was a nice, it was a really good uh, solution to kind of tension. Like if you if you have a, like a fizzy can of coke, you know, lyrics was the idea of opening it so it could like release. And uh, so I think my words were better than my voice for for a while and Interesting. Uh, try to catch up with that so that's when I first that and I thought you were going to ask me when I first when the, when the penny dropped about that like, this life was for me because mm-hmm. when we first got a record you know and I you know, excuse me I'm from London so I hadn't really heard of K-Rock sure. and when, when uh, uh, Kevin um, and, and uh, K-Rock and the whole all of you guys uh, gave us that support and we began um, the uh, and then it took off around the around the country. The first show we played was CBGB's in New York. Is that right? So it was the first show. It was the first show I'd ever played where anybody had heard a record of ours. And so I remember doing the sound check, and um, it's a very iconic club. You know, for people who don't know it, it's like we're all the you know the New York scene, Ramones, yeah, classic. I mean, yeah. every single band ever, of Blondie, any Talking Heads, right? played played there. And is when I couldn't get in. When I, we went out, and then I couldn't get in through the people to the club, to the back of the club. Um, it just was so packed with like just the who I thought were the coolest people in the world. So that was a that was a incredible, to sing outside? Moment, incredible moment. <laughs> I just take my time coming through. You know, I take my time coming through. I and love sharing that the bathroom sh- with the with the with the public. It wasn't like even a private. It was like some corner you change in. You say, "Excuse me, I'm gonna have a panic pee before I go on stage." You know? <laughs> Super English. You could have named the band Panic Pee. That would have been cool. No, we uh, couldn't. I, I love that. <laughs> no, I, I love be that now. story, Gavin. Uh, and I know we have to take a break, but I love that story because. Most people who start a band, they think, I'm doing this because I love it, A, and B, because I don't want to be a delivery van driver. So it's just if I could just make enough money to make the rent, it'll be worth it and I'll be happy. The last thing on your mind when you're making that first record is, 
we're going to conquer America. Yeah, that's the last thing because it was yeah, uh, you, you just if, it's not even in the realm the context, of possibility. The, the real truth about it is, is that the context is that that was in the middle of Britpop. So me doing a band that was much more uh, had a sort of much more rock sound, much more what we'd call I don't know what this word means. I don't ever said anymore the G word grunge. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. What, right, but that's what was inspiring to me. And so in a way, it was the, it was incredible commercial suicide. It was like had nothing to do with being successful. It's the opposite because all the bands I loved, like the Pixies, throwing muses breeders uh, jesus lizard all those kind of uh, underground bands they all just played at, at a certain level so it was only with the, with the benefit of the support of radio and then with mtv that my life changed you know irreversibly he is an uh, an unlikely success story gavin rosdale and his band bush <laughs> Thank you. Un- un- unusually cruel <laughs> I, I, but, but correct, saying, according, but correct. According, you're according right to gavin's right. own words it's the last thing we thought would work august 6th at the greek august 10th at the pack amp and costa mesa bush and live together both celebrating the 25th anniversaries of their first albums it's the kevin and bean show k-rock this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.